Good morning, everybody. I hope everyone is doing well. Let's get everything adjusted here just so. Uh, welcome aboard. I'm glad you're here joining us on Facebook Live this morning. And, uh, you know, we're into the Advent season and everything's getting so busy and kind of crazy at this point. And uh, it's easy for us to get so distracted that we, we lose sight of what this season is all about. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And, and again, I want to thank you for joining me here this morning. Let's open with a word of prayer. Lord, once again, we are humbled and grateful that we can be here and join together in Christian community over the internet and we are here for the sole purpose of loving you and loving each other and and just understanding our faith in that faith journey to a deeper degree so lord please be with us as we as we collectively join together in christian harmony and it is in love that we ask all of this in the name of christ amen have you ever had somebody that just kind of showed up at your doorstep one day, kind of unannounced. You know, <laughs> I asked that earlier in our worship service, and, and of course everybody raises their hand, you know. Everybody has had that experience where, you know, all of a sudden somebody stops by and, and we're just totally unprepared for it, totally unprepared at all for, for them being there. Well, the same thing happened in a story that we're going to look at today from the book of Luke. It's from the book of Luke, chapter 10. And it's a story about how all of a sudden one day, um, Mary and Martha had this unexpected guest. Well, it was Jesus, the Son of God. You know, they, they knew him, and they were followers of Jesus, and they had a relationship with Jesus. So, you know, it wasn't that they didn't know him and want to know him even more. But they did have a relationship with him already. They just didn't know that he was going to show up at that particular time. And this is what the story is all about. It's about the interaction that takes place uh, when Jesus shows up uh, at Mary and Martha's home with uh, this entourage of people. You know, there were disciples that were following him. There were other people that were kind of curious and following Jesus to see what he was all about. Well, let's read this scripture. I'll put it up here on the screen for you. And here's what it says. <clears throat> As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And Jesus looks at her and he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about a lot of different things. But few things are really needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Well, ouch. You know, I don't know about you, but if that had been me, 
you know, that Jesus talked to like that in front of all these people, that would have been quite embarrassing. You know, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to do the right thing. And, and here I'm being, you know, scolded somewhat uh, because, you know, I want some help in getting all these preparations done. Well, Mary and Martha's whole world at this point was kind of thrown into, thrown into chaos. I believe that their house was probably one that was lived in, if you think about it. You know, and they had to make decisions. Where would everybody sit? You know, what food was going to need to be prepared and, and what was going to be served and who was going to serve it and, you know, what kind of other accommodations needed to be taken uh, seriously and implemented right away. You know, imagine how the sisters must have felt. Again, he was their friend, and his visit required hospitality. That was part of the culture of the day. It was part of being a, a owner, a homeowner, or where somebody comes to your home, and, and you were the one that was to provide all of the different things that were necessary to, so that people would be comfortable and that people could recline and people could be you know, just comfortable at your home. You know, were they prepared for this impromptu gathering? Probably not. So the room fills up and the conversations start. And there's probably, you know, a lot of niceties taking place. You know, hi, how you doing? You know, I'm so-and-so from here and, you know, and you are. And, you know, we're here, we're following Jesus. And they're talk people are probably talking and, and a lot of different conversations are going on. and. As well as, you know, feet are being washed. And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus becomes the focal point. Think about that. I want you to picture that in your mind right now. That, you know, all the niceties have been exchanged. Uh, but now the conversation is turning to godly topics. The things that Jesus usually talked about. Like, you know, the coming Messiah and who he, who he was what he was there for, his purpose. Jesus many times also talked about, you know, interpretations for, of Scripture. You know, what the original scrolls and the original Scriptures actually meant. Because a lot of that over the years had kind of been, you know, diluted. People had thrown their own interpretations in there. And, and Jesus was starting to share with people, these are some of the things you need to consider. This is why that scripture was written. This is what that scripture meant. So the, to the topic now turns to Jesus, and he becomes the focal point, you know, in Mary and Martha's home. Everyone is still, and everyone is attentive, including Mary, while Martha and the, at the same time is trying to be the perfect host. Honestly, I think Martha was a control freak. I think Martha knew, you know, that the opportunity was there to listen to Jesus and to talk with Jesus and to, you know, hear Jesus speak about these awesome, you know, concepts and things about a relationship with him and a relationship with God. But I think she was just this control freak that had to have all these other things done before she could relax enough to actually listen to what Jesus had to say. Which one of the women that day was doing the right thing? Was it Martha 
Or was it Mary? Well, we need to fast forward to today. You know, here we are in a, in a world where Advent has started and, you know, the holiday season is upon us and all the shopping and things have commenced and decorations being hung and purchased and trees are being decorated and cut down and, you know, manger scenes plastered around the home. And yeah, all of this takes place during the season of Advent. But as the season starts, I think you and I both need to ask ourselves, am I a Mary or am I a Martha? Now in the culture of those days, this the woman of the house was expected to be the hostess with the mostess almost. You know, she was expected to be the one that would provide all the things for a comfortable you know, stay or a comfortable experience in their home. Jesus, though, however, was crossing all kinds of social barriers during those times. And Jesus explained that in a way, harshly, uh, to Martha. Mary already chose what was good and what was needed and what was important at the time, Martha. You need to take a lesson from her. Now, I want you to imagine this, if you will. You know, you're at home one day and, you know, the house is as it is uh, on, on a normal day. And, and all of a sudden, Billy Graham shows up. Okay. Well, this televangelist Billy Graham and, you know, a guy that's, guy that's had this magnificent ministry for years. Uh, he shows up at your house and there's certain things that need to be done. There's a certain level of hospitality that needs to be uh, partaked in. And, and there's food and there's drinks and you, know, you got to take coats and hang them up. And where's people going to sit? And, you know, where's everybody going to park their cars? And, you know, are, are there notepads for people to take notes as Billy Graham is teaching and preaching? Or, you know, and the dog's jumping all over everybody. We got to put the dog in another room. And Billy Graham starts to teach in the midst of all of this that's going on. What do you do? What in the world do you do? Where is the point where our personal insight into things regarding our faith takes priority over hospitality, over the cultural responsibilities and the duties that we would have as the host to people coming into our home. Where does that line, where does it intersect? You know, between that personal knowledge and personal insight that we would gain and our responsibilities as a host. You know, everyone and their brother seems to have different ways or different systems of prioritizing things uh, in our lives, in our, you know, where we give our attention and the activities of our lives. Uh, even insects and things, uh, animals and insects and all, by instinct, they have a sense of priority. You know, they gather during the summer months for the winter months. And, you know, you see, like, I was watching a video the other day on Nova, I think it was, and, and I, I saw ants and they would collectively gather food and they were moving things from one location to another. It was very orchestrated and there was a sense of priority, you know? And it brought to mind, well, 
You know, there's a difference between the things that are urgent and the things that are important. Now, let me give you an example. You know, is it urgent or important that I get the antibiotic I need for the infection, let's say, that's in my lungs, you know, as compared to getting a new toothbrush? Well, you know, both things are important. I, I got to brush my teeth and keep my teeth clean, but it's also very important that I'm healthy and that I get the antibiotics that I need to be healed. That would, I would say that the antibiotics would be a more urgent issue. So we make those decisions just like those women during that day. And to those decisions, there's always consequences. Another example would be, okay, if I don't do my taxes and submit them on time, there, there are consequences to taxes. And then there's prioritizing other things that maybe are of lesser important, like do I go to the soccer game this morning and see little Johnny play, or do I use that valuable time uh, to go to Meyer and get the things that I won't have time to do later? You know, we're always constantly making decisions of what is the most uh the thing of most priority that I have to do and accomplish right now. How many times will that opportunity present itself? If I was there with Mary and Martha, I would have thought that. I would have wondered that myself. I would have thought, well, Jesus is here right now and there's stuff that needs to be done. But, you know, is this opportunity going to show itself again one day or is is this it? You know, because that, that answer will will determine how I'm going to choose and then there's always of course things like needs versus wants you know and and everybody like i said has a pri a way or a system of prioritizing things i i read or read somewhere that one person recommended that you always tackle the 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 hardest and the biggest job first because when you get that one done and accomplished, you're so filled with, you know, I can do this, that the other stuff, the lesser things come really easy. But then again, when you, when you listen to Dave Ramsey talk about financial responsibility, what does he teach? He teaches that you start with the smallest one first because it's easiest to accomplish. And then when you do accomplish that, you feel good about it and you understand how I can, you know, grip my teeth and get through this and pay this bill off. And now I move on to the next one that's a little bit harder to do. You see, we're always making those choices and making those things uh, regarding priorities. This is a beautiful picture of Jesus. Jesus was and is the Messiah. During his time here on earth, he was teaching about God and he was teaching about eternal life and how each one of us can inherit that eternal life, how we can be in relationship with God and how we can, you know, actually prioritize knowing God as well as living a good life, a good Christian, wholesome life, fulfilling the responsibilities that God has called us to. Jesus was opening the scriptures to people's understanding back then. And, and it was an awesome time when he came into that home and opened himself and, and, and spent that time in intimate conversation with the people that were gathered there. And Mary chose to listen. Martha chose, you know, to be a little bit more in tune with what her cultural responsibilities would be. 
I think in many ways, Martha responded as if, you know, the opportunity to listen to Jesus and to glean from his conversation with the group, I, I think that Martha felt like there will be another opportunity, maybe. And I think that Mary looked at it as, you know, Jesus is here now. And Jesus is talking to us about all of these godly things now. You know, what's important is not whether or not, you know, there's, you know, everybody has a glass of ice water or something or, you know, or there's snacks on the table. I think Mary looked at it and said, you know, that stuff can wait. I want to hear. And I think the right thing to do is to hear what Jesus has to say. You know, it's, it's an awesome thing when you think about sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to what it is that he wants to tell you in a matter of those select moments, you know, in that, during that particular day. So as we roll into Advent this time of year, what are our priorities gonna look like? We're gonna be making the same types of choices as Martha and Mary. Um, are we going to spend time with God or are we going to, you know, be shopping? Are we going to be doing both? Is there a way to do it, you know, correctly and rightly and, and, and to glean the most from our relationship with God and to grow in that relationship as well as fulfill all of the other responsibilities that we have as well as the, the desires that we have? You know, is, is Jesus more important than the socialization aspect sometimes that we experience during the holidays. You know, I think that most of us today respond like Martha. Now, not all of us, and maybe you're not. Maybe, maybe you're more of a Mary, but I think most people today respond like Martha. We delegate a time for Jesus, uh, a time and a time for other things. Jesus doesn't always... He's not always the all-encompassing Messiah um, that we know him to be. At times, we can compartmentalize Jesus and say, you know, I'll get to you later. You know, I'm going to do all these things I got to do. And, and tonight, before I go to bed, I'll spend some time with, with Christ and I'll spend some time communing with Jesus and before I go to sleep. Well, today, I think... We need to remember that those choices have eternal significance in all of our lives. You know, it's like anything else. It's, I guess a marriage would be a good, a good example. If you, want to, if you want to have a good marriage, you want to have a, an intimate, close marriage, you got to spend time with each other, don't you? I mean, you, let's face it, you got to get to know each other. You got to get to the point to where you can open your heart and the other person can open your heart and you share those open times with each other, you know, without worrying about, you know, is, is you know, is this going to be published on Facebook or something like, you know, it doesn't make any difference because there's this level of trust and community and communion going on there. You know, when when we leave this earth, I think many of us are going to look back and realize that the way we prioritized time with God was really not quite what we should have done. I I know that many times I look back on my, my walk of faith and I'm like, you know, 
I wish then I had done what I know today, or I wish I had looked at things differently then than I do today, or, you know, today I understand more important, or how, how much more important this is than some of the things that I let get in my way or distract me before. We're always learning. And what I want you to see from this story today of Mary and Martha is the way that they chose the priority of communing with Jesus that day that he shows up unexpectedly. One person, the control freak, she's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I got to get all this done. You know, I'm worried about this and this and this and this. And yet Mary, on the other hand, she's like, you know, it can all wait. I want to hear what he has to say. Because she looked at Jesus and looked at that opportunity to spend with him during those days and during those moments and she realized that this, this is what's important. So think about that this week. And if you want, read that story uh, and kind of uh, talk with God, commune with God a little bit about that story this week. So thanks. I appreciate you joining me this morning. God bless. And we will see you next week. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live, Sundays at 11.30 a.m., or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.